joining us. This is the Rec Poker Podcast. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino, and website AMP, our good friend Mark Prashan. Um, and as always, it takes more than just a host to pull this all together. So I am Chris Jones. You can find me 5B5 on uh, the Poker Stars home game and on 5B5 on Twitter. Uh, but it takes more than me. So I am John Somsky, and I am Poker Geek MN everywhere. I'm Kim Kilroy. I am PetVet underscore 33 most places, and I'm Fergie 56 on the home game. I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman 50 just about everywhere. And I'm noticing Keith uh, Monkey System Brent is just about to join us as well. So he'll be uh, joining us on the air as well. Not quite here yet, but about to join us. Um, so... You know, most most weeks we have uh, some uh, guests in the poker world, but this week we've got kind of a really special episode. We are welcoming uh, two new Wrecking Crew members uh, to the Wrecking Crew, and they are joining us as our guests tonight. Um, ben Enslow and Troy Chapman have joined uh, the Wrecking Crew, um, and we're so excited to have you. Uh, welcome, Ben and Troy. Thanks, Chris. Hi guys. Um, so, you know, I think one of the things I wanted to start us sort of this conversation um, talking about was a little bit about, we'll get to what brought you to the wrecking crew in the first place, but let's talk about each of your, your, your sort of poker backgrounds, your poker journeys. Uh, what, what brought you to poker in the first place? I'll let Ben start if you like. Right. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Um, for me, it was the uh, the Mike Sexton broadcast from uh, the WPT, the old school stuff uh, way back. I, I remember seeing it way late at night, um, just happened to be on TV um, when I was a teenager. And I remember Doyle and they kept going on about Phil Ivey being like this young phenom superstar um, just coming on the, on the scene and whatever. So I think that was the first place I ever seen poker and. You know, you know, seeing Doyle, this old timer with the hat and like he just like it's like this is like awesome. Like, how do I figure out more about this? Right. So, yeah, that was uh, I think that was the first time I ever seen it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, those uh, those those Mike Sexton, I think yeah. Mike Sexton brought a lot of people to and the his, game of poker. His in, voice, in a, too, yeah. and his voice and him with uh, Vince Van Patten, like they made such a great combo. And I think also like him and uh, was it uh, Dunst? Tony Dunst, I believe, is the new. Is that who the new co-host mm -hmm, is? Mm -hmm. um, he's really good too, and I think he they they've matched up really really well. So yeah, it's good to see that next generation kind of move forward. Right, right. And how about you, Troy? So my introduction to poker was um, I'm going to say twelve or fifteen years ago when uh, stuff was being broadcast down here in Australia. Everyone hopefully by now has picked up on the accent um, and. Uh, the world of poker for me, uh, probably at the time, was probably Dean Eggs. And then they started the uh, local, I think in uh, America, they do a lot of what they call bar leagues. It's basically the same here. So these are uh, local poker games that are being run at the local club uh, for, at the time, it was like for a $2 buy-in and you got you won $50 to spend at the club uh, if you won the night. So that was my initial introduction to poker. Uh, I took a little bit of time off with life getting in the way 
And then about five years ago, after um, becoming an ex-athlete and all kinds of things, I decided that it was time to get back into it. So, um, and I don't do many things by halves. So um, it's now a absolute passion that is just being driven in so many different ways. Great. So, you, you know, you both you both bring a lot of different things to the table, sort of different interests and backgrounds. But I'm curious about your your sort of leap into uh, joining the Wrecking Crew. What 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 was it about it that drew you to it in the first place? And what are what are sort of your some of your goals and hopes and ambitions with uh, with kind of jumping into this this part of Wreck Poker? So I'll start first. Um, so my uh, introduction or my willingness to get involved was after a conversation with Jim. Um, and it's about trying to actually introduce the world of rec poker uh, to Australia. So there are only a handful of different people down here in Australia that are uh, members or active in any way, shape or form with rec poker. And the target market that we have uh, really coincides well with the uh, a lot of the level of poker and the level of uh, uh, player ability and keenness and interest that is associated with poker. There's just a huge part in the marketplace here where I believe that a lot of people can take some real value out of what we offer. So uh, personally, I'd loved and I've been a, uh, a regular uh, with Rob Washam uh, over the years doing various uh, books uh, through the book study and really like the book study allowed me to actually uh, meet Chris Wallace and uh, I've been coached by him over time now. And these are opportunities that there's, you just can't get uh, in Australia. Very, very difficult to do so. And also I suppose where in Australia, it's very difficult to find enough people who have uh, the same interest at the same level that you are. This basically is a ready-made population of people who everyone is as keen as mustard about their poker and you can feed off everyone's keenness about how to the will and willingness to learn. I I, I got to say I love I love I love an Aussie saying more than probably anything in the world. You guys you you sort of own the world. Keen as mustard about poker is is a really is a really good one. Uh, how about you, how about you, Ben? Um, well, mine just feels like a natural progression, just because I've kind of always been, you know, here and there, part of the podcasts and stuff like that, and in the forums and stuff. So, I just feel like, you know, rec poker is a little bit of my home. It's kind of where I got my start in poker, and you know, found a group of people that have, a, you know, a similar interest. I've a little bit isolated, you know, almost similar to what Troy was saying. I was kind of listening to him and kind of relating a little bit with, you know, bringing this group of people to other people and you know, just uh, finding people with similar interests. And I think I found that here at Rec Poker. So I feel like it was just a natural progression. And then, of course, with the Twitch stream, it opens up another avenue where mm -hmm. I can try and bring some more people in um, because I think there's a lot of recreational poker players who go to Twitch to try and, you know, learn or see what other people are doing or who are unsure, um, especially when it comes to online poker. So just to try and give those people advice and give them a safe place to come and, you know, share their thoughts and their experiences. Um, yeah, just really looking forward to uh, to doing that. Yeah, you you've uh, in particular have really taken off trying to to build a Twitch. I mean, you're you're, you're doing it regularly. Um, and t tell us a little bit about that that part of your journey uh, in, into that kind of the Twitch space. Yeah, well, it started back um, 
in the, when they had the bloat series back on stars um i put up a forum post and i came on the podcast and we talked about it it was uh four different tournaments all well above what i would normally play like not ten dollar <laughs> daily daily turbos or, or anything like that the you know uh 215 and a five five thirty and uh and a 1k um so that was my kind of my first introduction to it because i had already been on twitch before but i hadn't really just you know decided if i was going to stream myself and then once i won those seats i was like i, I want to stream this like this is crazy like i'm so excited to play these tournaments and it's a complete free roll and you know people are going to want to see it and you know and then that's kind of kicked it all off and pretty much been been going along ever since great great and i guess for for both of you both try and Ben, you know, you've you've mentioned this sense of community that that you're hoping to bring maybe a little bit more regionally and locally, but also something you think sort of exists in rec poker. And what what are some of your thoughts in terms of the role that I mean, poker is a very zero sum game. It's a very sort of solo practice of kind of like you know when you're actually making decisions in fact you know the rules about one player per hand and all that kind of stuff but what do you see as the role um of community in in poker well i mean i think it's just that it's a it's a zero-sum game and you need somebody there just to you know give you that boost like oh let's go like you hit that one odor or two odor or whatever and just to you know or oh that's too bad like you know you, you know you got jackson against queens and whatever you know this happens and or somebody might give you advice that you may or may not agree with but that's stuff that you have to you know <laughs> always face along the way but um i don't know i mean i'll let troy you know expand a little bit more on on what his thoughts are Okay, so I think my my way of where uh, sort of fits in is I just did a a Google search on poker training and there is twenty four point six million hits. Um, and good luck in anyone trying to navigate that on your own. And I believe that the rec poker um, uh, community has enough aspects to it that it can create. If you want to go and do solver work, you can do that with uh, Keith and Kim. If you want to go do a book study, which I personally love, I can do that with Rob. If I want to go do hand histories or off-the-table work, I can do that with um, again with Keith. There are so many options in here without having to commit a huge amount of money to uh, what is a very, uh, very daunting task if you're going to try to do this on your own. Uh, without the support of others around you to try to help guide you through that process. It, if you want to go and do um, solver work, I don't know how you'd actually start doing that unless you got some basic training and help through that process that we can provide through that, through the community that we have. So I think it's a great springboard to be able to understand and taste the entire poker world from um, in one spot. Great. Um, and I, as always, I'll invite uh, both the panelists and the audience to chime in with questions if you have any. Uh, panelists, you can just unmute. Uh, audience, if you got them in the chat, uh, go ahead and ask them. But we do have one question in our chat already uh, for Troy. Um, Josh Campbell's asking, Troy, what sport did you play? Uh, okay. So back in the day, I, I uh, did karate. So I represented oh. Australia in karate. So again, very, very single soloist pursuit. Um, 
played golf as well, not competitively, but all my sports were always individual. Um, but I suppose in saying that, I never did a sport, even though I was a soloist, where you were doing it as an individual. So there was always people who helped and coached along the way. So there's my link back to what we do. But huh. um, yeah, so after three knee reconstructions, I have had enough and I'm now too old. <laughs> If I if I had taken bets, I, I don't think karate would have been uh, on the top list of uh, of the guesses here. But uh, that's that's pretty cool. You say you you represented Australia. Yeah, I went overseas and fought in uh, in Europe, in Greece, and uh, wow. at um, at an Oceania level and stuff like that. So, wow. which is like our level down here, where it includes New Zealand and stuff. So. Again, I get fairly well committed and addicted to my pursuits, and that was one of them at a time that filled a gap, and now I've sort of moved on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, what are, what are your what are some of your kind of goals, hopes, and dreams, kind of going forward, or think, things that you kind of want to accomplish, um, both in your own poker game, but also as part of the Wrecking Crew. So I suppose uh, globally on, uh, or a very big goal I've got here is to try to introduce rec poker to a lot of the uh, poker leagues that are evident down here and to try to develop a fan base and um, uh, interactive part of the group, which are Australians, because ultimately we all travel. We all have, uh, I could introduce you to 50 people who we play, I play with regularly and every single one of them wants to go to Vegas at some point. That's a big trip for us and yeah. it's sort of a bucket list item, regardless of whether it's WSOP. Everyone has something that they want to go do, which then also blends into some other stuff that the group's doing with um, travel plans. Mm-hmm. So there are so many things that the group allows us to do to get involved with. Uh, personally, um, my goal is... Uh, even though you shouldn't have a goal to try to win an individual event, I would like to win a mid-tier event. Mm-hmm. And But over time, um, I have uh, started working more, uh, more and more on my mixed games. So I'm really in, uh, enjoying some of the mixed games at the moment. So I'm off to play a series uh, tomorrow, my time, uh, for a PLO event. So really? um, cool. I'm looking for more and more mixed games at the moment. I'm really enjoying that space. So that's my my goals. All right. And Ben? Well, mine are far more far more very rudimentary than that. I haven't even played a live MTT yet. Um, so I've played <laughs> seven, I've played seven or eight hundred online tournaments, and I've played I don't know how many home games and free money, God knows what, right? Um, and I've played live cash and home games with buddies and stuff like that, but never gotten the full tournament experience before so that's a big personal goal of mine i want to work towards that um and then of course like building my twitch community and kind of linking the two between rec poker and uh and twitch right and just kind of bringing the two together um i think they're really two really good spaces um yeah and I heard you you do have plans to play live, right? Isn't isn't that wasn't wasn't I talking to you recently and hearing that you you might be playing it we Somewhere? were talking about well, yeah, I did. I did play live in Halifax a couple months ago. I was going to okay. play this past weekend, but I didn't. I didn't bother. I said, "Nah." I said, "I'll, I'll just wait." Um, but I, I do occasionally pop down there. I'm not really a regular at the Halifax casino or anything like that. Yeah. It's just yeah. occasionally that's like the only place that I can really get a like a real casino experience. I guess that's local to me, and it's about an hour away. So 
Um, and everywhere else is, you know, hours or flights and stuff like that. So, right, right, right. And uh, they don't John? offer tournaments. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, John, looks like you have a question. Yeah. Well, first, just an interesting tidbit that I figure everyone should know something about my grandmother. And for her, her most violent swear word was she would say, oh, Halifax. That was. And since you mentioned Halifax, I thought I'd bring that up. But I was going to ask Troy, uh, what uh, what mixed games appeal to you and what's appealing to you about the mixed games? Um, so I'm enjoying a lot of the horse stuff at the moment. So uh, in particular horse, I, I have tried it. I have played some of the eight game stuff, but in particular, what uh, appeals to me is that there's just less variance in the game. Um, and if you have a skill edge, the skill edge is more pronounced. Mm. Um, the, the variance helps a lot of people and um, in uh, no limit. So I'm finding when I play a little bit more of the uh, mixed games, it's just a little bit more predictable. Mm. And so, but it's just harder to find games. So uh, they've started down here playing more uh, at some of the big series that the, uh, give a plug, the Australian Poker Tour, uh, playing some more mixed game series uh, coming up at some things where I'll hopefully get one of the guys who are uh, part of the Mixed Game Academy on the uh, podcast coming up. And he can talk about what they're doing, but uh, it's it's a really cool little part of the game. And to be honest, I think mixed game players have more fun. I agree with that. Have you, uh, I mean, given that Chris Wallace is also a mixed game player, have you been using him for coaching or has he only been coaching you in No Limit? He's only been coaching me in No Limit. Okay. Does he do I'm, uh, I'm moving through his book at the moment. Uh, which is excellent on getting started in in horse. So, yeah, and I imagine he does. He does. He do coaching in all all the those horse games. I would imagine he does. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. He'd be a, he'd be a good one for that because he's he's a very good mixed game player. Um, so uh, so Troy, are, have you been to Vegas? Is that is that sort of an ambition of yours as well? You mentioned sort of the the people around you and so everyone. Yeah, that's... so I, I, I went there before I was married. So we're talking about seventeen years ago. Um, and had my so my first ever game, poker. This is, this is I played. I, I can't remember what the lowest stakes are at Excalibur, but I played a cash <laughs> game at Excalibur as my first ever game of poker. And I, I I remember reading a tiny little book, whatever, like it was about. I can't even say about as big as a passport on the way there in the car, trying to understand how to play no limit because I'd seen it on TV and then sat down and I've actually still got the uh, chip trays that I knocked off from there. So I brought them home as a souvenir. Um, <laughs> so it, uh, that's where I first started. Now the, the update is that it's highly likely I'll be making a trip to the U S uh, next year for a mm-hmm. conference in Chicago and then finish up in Vegas because why not? Yeah. So uh, Awesome, awesome. Did you win your first time at Excalibur? I can't. Re- I couldn't tell you. I, I, prob- I probably did. So winners bias, right? What a great yeah, game! Yeah, um, yeah. I better go back and have another go at it. <laughs> yeah, usually that first game, it, it, somehow, somehow people first time they play poker win a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a weird <laughs> phenomenon, I think. Um. So, um, Ben, how about you? Do you have any? Now that you know, we talked a little bit. You, you've played a little bit live, but are you? Is that something you're kind of building yourself up to? Yeah, I mean, like, I would like to work my way up there. I think, uh, you know, Vegas is is of course, you know, as Troy said, it's a bucket list item. But I think uh, 
East Coast is a lot more realistic. Um, hmm. And we would like to do a road trip. My girlfriend, we've been together for seven or eight years now. So um, it'd be nice to do a road trip with her and do something special. So, and I think we could work it in where I could get in maybe some some tournaments and stuff and, you know, dip my toes in and get in some, some smaller buy-ins and stuff um, just to kind of get a feel for it before I do like, you know, all right, let's go to the World Series in the summer um, right. instead right. of that being my first experience. So, I mean, both of you are obviously very, very active in rec poker. You take part in some of the book studies and some of the the, the training sessions. Um, what are, um, you know, outside of rec poker or even within rec poker, what are some of the areas that you're working on in your 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 game right now? I mean, Troy, it sounds like you're maybe trying to expand into some some mixed game strategies and things like that. But but what are some of the things that you're most sort of uh, interested in sort of working on right now in, in on your own game? Um, at the moment in my no limit game, I'm working on uh, a lot of uh, post flop stuff. So um, and uh, in particular, multi way spots. So uh, it, the there's a very uh, common occurrence down here with uh, a lot of the live tournaments. I suppose it's everywhere. Uh, although I'm biased because it's only, I can only see what I can personally see. Going to a multi-way spot is just more difficult. So, uh, and you get a lot more multi-way spots than you do online. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's something I'm trying to work on a lot more. Yeah, that is, that is in fact the. Uh, we'll be kind of working on this, but that'll be the theme of the month in January for Rec Poker. We're going to be talking a lot about playing multi-way because I think it is quite common. I think especially the lower stakes live uh, that it's just, you're just going to end up in a lot of multi-way spots. And you're going to have to learn how to navigate it. So it's a good thing to focus on. Um, ben, how about you? What are, what are some areas that you're really thinking about? Um, well, on? three, three betting for me, which was, I think that was the last month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to go backwards. <laughs> so I've been trying to, you know, find my three bets and look for good spots. And, um, a big one for me is I just started with Garris uh, Train Like the Pros program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I work a seasonal job. So I'm just, I was kind of waiting till the end, you know, we're getting into November, closer to December. So that's usually when I get laid off. So once I get laid off, which should be about a week from now, I'm going to really dive in and start doing some work with Gareth and, and stuff like that. I've just been waiting more to get some time <laughs> freed up because the summers are just crazy and they go by so quick. So this is the time of year where I start kind of, diving into that kind of thing so i'm excited to work with gareth and i have a lot of history with him and stuff like that so yeah that'll be fun and ben i'm here i'm seeing in the chat here some recommendations for you some east coast recommendations saying new hampshire if you play mohegan um are is is a recommendation um and there's probably probably others i think that are out there and this is actually one of the things rec poker wise i know kim has uh worked on this at, at times uh there's a whole group about travel um that kind of looks at you know various spots where you can go to so if you're not familiar with that on the rec poker forum site uh you can kind of go there for some advice or has anybody played here or there and have you ever done this kind of piece or would anybody want to go to this series um and we're, we're hoping that becomes a much more active part of the community especially now that we're kind of like 
pushing ourselves a little outside of the 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 pandemic. I know there's still some of that going on, but we're we're you know I think there's at least a pushback into the like live spaces and and hopefully there's sort of more travel opportunities and things like that as well. So um, if you're looking for opportunities like that as well, I encourage you to get on that part of the forums uh, on the site and start uh, either seeking wisdom or giving wisdom. Yeah, because there's a couple of steps I got to go through first to get there and kind of stuff to think about and whatnot. So we'll definitely be posting in there too. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Once we get some stuff figured out, we'll start getting in there. Good deal. Good deal. Well, I mean, so what What else? What else What else can Rec Poker Nation kind of know about you too? I, I'm kind of a little bit curious about your your lives a little bit outside of poker. Um Ben, you mentioned a seasonal job. Uh, Troy, we've learned you were you were a competitive karate master. But what else? Uh, what else? What else? Uh, you know, do you do outside of the the poker world that I think you know people might be interested in? So, uh, married, two kids, and I run a uh, a financial advice business uh, in Australia. So I have uh, thirteen people total who work for me um, and work with me. And uh, we're located um, about, so if you look at Sydney on the map, I'm about an hour and a half north of Sydney on the beach. So if I look out my window, I'm at the office at the moment, I can see the water. So um, that that's where I'm rough. It sounds really rough. It's a rough. tough life, right? Um, there's no snow where I live. So it is beachside living. Wow. 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 Well, I think we need a rec poker road trip to just go visit Troy's office maybe at some time. So, um, and look, um, it's a little bit different, I suppose, where where we work and play. So uh, casinos aren't as prevalent here. Uh, where So if you want to go to the CAS and play, it's an hour and a half down to the city. Uh, or alternatively, you're playing in those uh, other places like some of those card rooms that we were talking about or our equivalent of a card room. Um, so it's a little bit different, but, um, uh, my, my job, because I, I've been doing this for about 13 years is it gives me the flexibility if I need to, and want to go play one of those series, I'll go down to Sydney. I've, I actually traveled earlier this year for my first ever travel away from home and go out of state and go play for a few days. Um, so I'll be looking for opportunities with that and work allows me to do a little bit of work when I'm away. Uh, from the office to accommodate some of that stuff, which makes it quite um, achievable. Great, great. Uh, and then Ben, I'll let you jump in before I, I uh, pass it over to Kim. She looks like Kim has a question, but Ben, what what's the what's the one or two things outside of poker that you think we should know about you as a n- new member of the Wrecking Crew? Yeah, I mean, I'm from Lunenburg, uh, Nova Scotia, so I got the you know, kind of the Lunenburg twang and the, the Nova Scotia accent and stuff like that. So they say or whatever, but uh, I don't know. Uh, try and think of what I can say here. I mean, not much. I mean, I do landscaping through the summer right now. I'm thinking about applying for the military possibly mm-hmm. over the winter. So I'm also working at that. Um, yeah. I have a little dog named Marty. He's five years old now. I shouldn't say he's little. So, but yeah, he's a, our emotes in the stream. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. 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 Uh, Kim. Um, I had a question for Troy. Um, have you ever uh, been to the Aussie millions and are they still holding the Aussie millions? Uh, so short answer is no, I haven't been there. That's played in Melbourne. 
Um, so I'm in Sydney. So uh, and Crown Casino at the moment is not running tournaments. Is the casinos, I don't know if I should be saying this on here because we'll never get them as a sponsor, but both casinos in Australia have got a whole lot of problems at the moment. Mm. So um, uh, there's uh, legislation that has come down on all the casinos very hard in Australia. So um, Star has been running a WSOP circuit at the moment, um, but it's a um, – I haven't played the Aussie Millions. Mm. My highest buy-in live or at all has been uh, for seven fifty, so I haven't played anything above that. The Aussie Millions goes right; it used to go right up to a ten k buy-in, I think. Right, and they, I think they used to run a lot of satellites and stuff for it. But I it was always on a lot of people's bucket list as one of the places to go play World Series of Poker main event, the Aussie Millions trying to satellite in that kind of thing. So, does it look like it's done for now? Is it not, or do you not have? Any- uh, I couldn't tell you to be honest. I'm not sort of. I'm not. I'm not in that circle enough. But I could. I could suggest if you're looking at trying to make a uh, a poker holiday down here that you could play the Australian Poker Tour series over a five or six day event, uh, half an hour outside the middle of Sydney, and then be able to go and do a holiday out the back of it. So if we're all recreational, that's what I'd be aiming at. And so there's plenty of tournaments under under 700 bucks as a buy-in and a lot of them at $200. So you can have a, you can have a ball playing that and they're good run events. Um, some of the other events that we'll hopefully have a chat to some people that they have, uh, there's a lot of little mini series that play, but um, at the moment they're playing a WSOP circuit event on the Gold Coast. Again, there's a whole bunch of little stuff that you could play and back a holiday into it. I could become a travel agent for Australia if the way we're going. <laughs> I love it though. I mean, it, it, it's been, I, I agree, Kim, that's been on my list too. Like it's such a long flight, but I've always heard such amazing things and I've always wanted to go to Australia, but you know, so it sounds like there's a, maybe the, the Aussie millions isn't there, but there's sort of a rich tapestry of, of other opportunities that, that maybe might be even sort of, better to dip your toe into for a recreational player anyway um so that that sounds great that sounds great um well you know i think one of the things that you'll as as sort of new wrecking crew members you'll be sort of joining us off and on on the podcast you'll you'll be starting to hear these voices a little bit uh more regularly um but as we kind of kind of and I'd be invite the audience too, if there's any other kind of last questions we missed. Um, but one of the things I always that that we always kind of like to wrap these uh, interviews up with a little bit is um, a question around where you think um, poker can improve. Like what is what is something that you've experienced either in the online space in the live space where, wherever it might be. What is something if you could sort of wave a magic wand or just start to work towards something? What's what's the one thing you wish that uh, that that we could sort of help help the game of poker sort of push forward or improve? Do you want to go first, Ben, or would you like me to do so? Yeah, sure. I'll jump in. I think we need to embrace um, people that are first timers and mm-hmm. really don't even know where to start and like people like me who really didn't know, okay, you know, I got a hundred dollars. What do I, you know, what do I play? <laughs> right. um, 
so yeah, I mean, that to me is like that I want to see improve because, you know, it's, it's hard for somebody like that. So, and I think that's the big benefit of, of a place like rec poker is it offers a space where people like that can come and kind of share their thoughts and stuff like that. Um, but I think we, as poker players need to be inviting of these people and try and make them better. Cause if they get better, then they can go and say, look, you know, they can say to their buddy, you know, look, I turned this hundred dollars into a thousand dollars and they'll be like, how'd you do that? Oh, I was playing poker and you know, I'm going to go play live now. And there's just so many exciting things that can come from that. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always baffled by the players who, uh, berate or try to make a negative experience for people who maybe aren't, you know, as comfortable at the table or that's their first time there or whatever. It's just, it's, it's kind of baffling to me. It's like, yeah. what, what is and the home games in? are and the home games are such a good spot to start. Like that yeah. was where I started, you know, and Jim, always, if Jim was here, he'd be saying, well, I remember the first rec poker home game where it was Ben and Chad and we were the only Canadians. And, you know, the, so I think that alone, just having that, you know, a free place where you can go and practice some things and kind of have fun at the same time is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How, how about you, Troy? Um. Off the back of that, uh, I I think as a poker community, we have to be more welcoming of new players. Uh, I sat at a table in a free event the other night. Um, I have a bit of a prop bet with some mates of mine about winning a free roll at the moment. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm three rips in and I haven't won it. So um, anyway, uh, I uh, sat at a table and the guy got berated because he said, I call and raise. Um, he said, no, you can't do it. And I had to stop the table and said, it's the guy's first nine. Um, we all know what his intention was. The bet stands. And after a bit of booing and hissing, like, because people don't want to put them in awkward spots and they don't want to come back. So that, that, that as one point, um, and the next point, I, I think we have to have a path, uh, which rec poker plays an important role in, uh, of people who have been playing for a little while. Uh, let's call that six months, let's call that 12 months, uh, where they start to understand that there is a depth to this game that is unfathomable, that they cannot um, uh, navigate themselves and that the rec poker community is there to help them with it because Mm -hmm. you can, uh, in all intents, be a player that wants to play at a certain level forever and good luck to you um, and not worry about all the other stuff that comes with it. But if you want to actually start to get involved and understand or want to investigate the theory of the game, which I love, to be honest, I love the theory of the game. Um, and if there's no way to uh, cross that cross that bridge, uh, it's very difficult for players. Then they, they get lost. They lose interest. There's nothing else that the game offers them. And just trading money with people at, a, at an event or going along and losing every night, like I seem to, um, very, very quickly loses its shine. So I just think that as a community, uh, giving people the path to actually understand that there is so much more to this game that if you want to unpack it as there um, is what we as a community need to try to do. I love that. I love that. I mean, those are both really consistent sort of uh, things from both of you and, and from opposite sides of the world and even opposite sort of, as we've heard, sort of opposite sort of beginnings and 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 sort of even goals and objectives, but still that sort of common theme of, of um, making the game as welcoming as we can, 
to new players and then making the game sort of accessible for people who are like starting to realize how intense it is and how just big and massive and the endeavor is to try to improve it. This game is, I, I love that a lot. Um, it's, a, it's supposed to be a fun game, right? Right. Right. If you, if you don't have fun, what's the point of playing? Like right. if you think you're going to make a, like, to be honest, if anyone thinks they're going to make a living out of this game as a rec player, I have the first set of news that they're going to learn as part of their learning process. It is, it is impossible to do so. And look, I prove you wrong, but if you're not doing this game because you enjoy it and love it as the first step, I think you have your priorities set wrong. Right. And communities like there's been built around Rec Poker to help develop the love of the game. And yes, it, you develop in your uh, ability to play and everything increases because you can you your love of it continues um, to be developed. I think that's the secret to actually developing the entire poker community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it, it is, it, you, you might have a nice score or two, but it is, it is not a place where you're going to probably make a living. It's a, it's a little supplementary income. If, if, even if you're a winning player, it's not something I, you're just going to like. I kind of think, I kind of think everybody has to make that journey. Cause I certainly did, you know, you make that first big score and you think you're, you know, king, 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 <laughs> king of the hill or whatever yeah, you want to say, yeah. other adjectives. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think and then, it, and then it, reality slowly sets in. <laughs> John or Rob will know this. Is it is it uh, Tommy Angelo that says you're never running as good as you think or as bad as you think? Is that is that one of a, is that a Tommy Angeloism? I think so. <clears throat> the, yeah. the basic idea: you're never as good as you think you are, and you're never as bad as you think you are. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's definitely true in poker because um, the the variance sort of like comes at you, you know, in a lot of different ways, and it sort of it, it, it changes the way you think of yourself. And most players, not even rec players, most players think they're better than they actually are. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, that is a that is a danger in this game, especially if you find that you know you go to the Excalibur and you're like your first time ever playing poker and you double up your, your money. You're like, this game is, this is it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm solved it. Yeah, here we go. Um, all right. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, any, any final kind of thoughts before we turn our attention? Uh, I know we've got some, some home games to announce, but any final thoughts, Troy and Ben, uh, welcome to all, to both of you. I think we're really excited to have you on board. Well, me personally, I'm really looking forward to trying to develop the Australian community down here with it. So uh, all things being equal, I can tell people to expect some uh, more accents on this podcast. So I am hoping to have more people uh, give some insight into how games are played down here, because it's going to be quite interesting. Our games actually played different regionally. Um, I think I've had a conversation here with people before live where the game is played very strategically in the states but innately australians have more gamble in them mm. so i think we'll find that the uh the, there might be a very different take on um some of these hands and uh the strategy with it because we may encounter a very different um breed of game down here and i think as we unpack this over the next 12 months i just think some of these things are going to be very interesting to find out 
That'll be. So that'll I can't be, wait. Well, I'm I'm keen as mustard to uh, to to hear that uh, to, to catch up on that because I'm I'm really am interested in how different parts of the world play this game, uh, especially as we see more of that player pool sometimes joining together online. It's like really interesting to see those things come together. Um, ben, any any kind of final parting words on your side before I turn yeah, this over I'll, to John? I'll take the selfish angle on it since Joy, Troy did the humble thing. <laughs> but uh, I want to work on myself just as a poker player and as a person and have a group to share that journey with. And I think this is really the best place for me to do it. And I appreciate the welcome in. And yeah, I'm excited to, like Troy says, throwing a little Lunenburg County in there. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. We definitely, I think uh, the more accents, the better. Um, yeah. It'll be great to get this, uh, the to hear some other perspectives from around the world as we kind of keep growing this rec poker thing um, as it goes. Um, but thanks, Troy and Ben. We're really excited to have you. Um, and with that, I think I'm going to turn this over to John. We're going to talk through some of the home games um and but oh actually but while we're doing that um we are going to still even though jim's not here we are going to still do the giveaway this month uh it'll be a free month of uh rec poker um and if you've got that if you already are a premium member at rec poker uh then you can apply that towards uh some of the the premium uh pieces that uh, like coaching and that kind of thing i just want to know where we're getting the dice I have I mean, a dice. I have a dice. Oh my I, goodness! I have a nerdy dice. I don't have as many as as Jim, but I've got a ten sider. So um, I think probably I'd put my bets on five rather than one this time, but we'll see. Um, but uh, so get get your uh, right food bank in the chat uh, if you're ready for that, and then we'll I'll turn it over to John while we're, while we're waiting for people to do that. All right. Well, we did have some home games yet again this week. Apple of my eye, Harold Berry got his first nightly victory for the year. Uncle Tom's Cabin got his or her fifth nightly victory for the year. Gibber three, Jim Gibson got his third nightly victory. John Lutze, John Lutze got his second nightly victory. Chip and Flip Wreck, Luke O'Driscoll got his second nightly victory. And M. Babker, Michael Babker, got his ninth nightly for the year. This is and going far Killy... too smoothly for you. You're just you're just rattling it off. Nobody's. I feel without Jim here, you're not getting interrupted sufficiently. Well, I think you just solved that problem. <laughs> so then we have Killy nineteen three forty one. Rich won his first daily mixed victory for the year. And for those of you who also play in Papes, he's one of the old time regulars from Papes. So I'm glad to see him over here in rec poker as well. On the international events, now you said it, Joe won his first international event for the year and Hawsey 8 got his first international event for the year. And then Rick the Good Dog won the LPP event, so he can contact Jim at rec.poker for his free month at Learn Pro Poker. All right. All right. That was that was almost record time, John. I feel like you're getting really good at uh, getting through these all, all of a sudden. He just um, tries to get through real quick so he doesn't get in. Yeah, so he does, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I know. I'm noticing that it's got, we're going to we're have to be quicker on the interruption draw here. Uh, exactly. All right. All right, I've got the dice in here. I think we've given people enough time to enter it in. Um, I'm going to start at Rob Adsom with a one. 
down to Stewie. Uh, so that gives us this number, and I'm rolling. It's a seven, which goes one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three. That means that uh, Joe Coolis, congratulations. You are our winner this month, and you can contact uh, Jim at Rectot Poker. Um, for your uh, free premium month or your uh, credit towards uh, some of the things in the Rec Poker store. I think you should do the uh, dice rolls from now on, Chris, because um, I don't think we've ever had a seven before. Uh, I know there's been a lot of ones. In case anybody missed that, there was a great YouTube video highlighting all of our ones. So I think from now on, we need to give you that duty, Chris. As long as you're, you're producing every week, I think you also need to do the dice roll every week. Yeah, maybe. I don't I don't have as many fancy dice. He's going to have to ship me all his fancy dice. I've got a six-sider and a ten-sider. That's it. So, But it's still kind of fancy. Well, so, If you can figure out how to do a random number generator and have it show up at the bottom of your screen, that might even be better. Yeah, that's probably even the best best way to do this, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, um, I need to save the controversy. I, I might have to do a big long stream like Joey Ingram stream on the controversy that's going on. on oh yeah, the definitely. definitely. I'll, get, yeah. I'll get all kinds of viewership. <laughs> no, if you, and for those of you, those of you maybe uh, just tuning in and haven't seen it, uh, go check out uh, the Rec Poker YouTube channel. Uh, Eric Binkley put together a, a really wonderful collection of all the times that Jim has rolled a one. And it is a lot because it always seemed like a lot. Uh, and now we have video evidence to prove it. It was it's uh, it's definitely <laughs> a lot. Um, but speaking of uh, Jim Reed, uh, wishing him well. And also uh, this job is harder than it looks. Uh, so he does a great job. Uh, so I appreciate all the work that he puts in uh, each and every week to pull together this podcast. Um, we're we're in really great hands uh, well, most of the time. Speaking of harder than it looks, so last week, uh, those of you may remember that Chris was unable to join, and of course, I made a few mistakes trying to produce the to- podcast in place of Chris. So he's already doing something that's harder than it looks. Uh, in addition to doing something else harder than it looks all at the same time and making it look easy. Well, well, there's been a, we're not done yet. So uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let, but, but with that, I, I just want to thank, uh, thank everyone for joining us. Uh, thank, thank you for uh, listening. Thanks. Uh, Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack and Casino. Um, and thank you to Web- Mark Prashan at Website Amp. Uh, thanks, Ben and Troy, for being such great guests. Welcome to the Wrecking Crew. Rob, Keith, John, Jim, thank you so much. Thank you to Jim. We will see you next week. All right. I think we are clear. We are clear. All right, we're clear. Woo, that's hard to do, I'll tell you. Good job. Oh, it's that. Well done.